Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. Summertime, right? Like this is happening. All of a sudden it's like 89 degrees. Don't get too close to me because I did work out and I didn't shower. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. You don't care? I'm glad because you're in the front row. Um, but literally that like happened like boom, right? True. It was like, it was like 70, maybe 65. Then it was 89, like the next day, just boom. And Katie and I live like in a house that has three floors and it was like an attic that was converted to a bedroom where it's like the best bedroom in our house because there's tons of natural light, but it's also the attic. So literally it's like, it's usually like 90 to 94 degrees in our bedroom. Air conditioner, we have one of those. Don't worry, it doesn't, doesn't work up there so hot. So we're investigating new, new realms of existence and sleeping in our guest room at the moment. But it got hot is what I'm saying. Um, new theme, it's June 1st, right? You see that? How many of you guys have ever hitchhiked? Nobody. Really? Seriously? You have hitchhiked. You have hitchhiked. Really? From where to where? You just need to ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. You too? You hitchhiked too? Before, yeah? That's awesome. I, I've picked up people too. Yeah, totally. Some people are crazy, like super crazy. If they're really crazy, they always start with the Jesus talk first. They're like, oh, man, I was just praying to the Lord that somebody, some nice person would come by here and pick me up. And then like two sentences later, it's like, uh, it gets really sketchy. I don't really, like, I have one experience in my head right now, but it was like, didn't you just say something about thanking Jesus, and now you're talking about that? You're kind of freaking me out. Just step on the gas pedal a little harder. <laughs> just going to get you where you're going. That's all there is to it. One time, Katie and I picked up a guy who was literally walking through a traffic circle in Austria. He was too drunk to know what he was doing. And so we were like, okay, uh, we should probably pick him up. And literally, like, every corner, like, first off, he was so drunk that he was hiccuping, like, every two seconds. And we don't speak German, and he was a drunk German on top of it all. So it was just like, Volher, like, what did we even say? How would you even say that? I don't know. We were just asking him, like, where do you want to go? And he's, he's like, weiter, weiter, Sankt Andre. Like, just, like, all this crazy German drunk stuff stuff and we just like so we just dropped him off at a grocery store parking lot and like we, like literally like that's all we could do was like okay at least there's no driving cars in this parking lot at least he's not gonna die tonight as far as we know and like we left well first I would say like at every corner we went, went around he was just like totally like like just totally laying out in the back seat it was ridiculous and then we let him in this parking lot of a Sparkasse which obviously doesn't exist over here but it's you know like a like a giant and uh he just like we just drove away and he was just like leaning up against the light post like this it was crazy it, it was definitely crazy and like I, I think of like the going my way thing like it's really important like i i started reading this book in german when i was over there it was this book called uber the uber der welt ohne geld which means all around the world with no money. And this dude was challenging himself to make it around the globe with not having, not spending a cent of his own money. Like, he didn't, well, 
I mean, he went and, like, did stupid stuff to make money. Like, he stood outside of a, um, a casino in Las Vegas when he got to America from Germany and put a pillow in his shirt and let people punch him in the stomach as hard as they could for a dollar. And he made, like, 50 bucks a night doing that. So, like, little stuff like that to get money. So that kind of money he spent. But he didn't. Yeah, mission strip fundraiser. All you guys are still struggling. Andrea, come on. You got this. You got rock hard abs, I'm sure. You can handle it. And so this guy just, like, did crazy things like that to make money to get around the world. And he totally did it, which is nuts. But he was hitchhiking and stuff, and he had to be on, like, the right side of the highway, right? Like, like which way are you going? You got to know where you're going, or else you're not going to go out here onto 83 and be like, you know, stand on this side of 83 and be like, take me to, I don't know, take me to Union Deposit is the closest thing I think of. You're on the wrong side. You're going to go to York. Nobody's going to turn around to take you the wrong way. You've got to get on the right side of the street, right? You've got to get on the right side. So this happens to you too, sometimes too. Like how many of you guys are driving for the first time? Like new drivers or like semi-new drivers? Nope. Everybody's like, yeah. Okay, Lydia. How, how soon did you get your driver's license? A year ago. That counts. Totally counts. How many of you are hoping to get your driver's license this summer? Oh, yeah. God bless you people. Really? How's it going? How's practice going? It's going good? I heard a story. It was an interesting story. The first day that you had the Toyota? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. So we got people practicing, driving, all that stuff. When I first came to Harrisburg for, like, I moved here from another, another town, like, an hour away from here, so I didn't know where everything was. And I came, like, essentially I came to college it wasn't college, it was a ministry training school for two years that uh, Katie and I both did. And it was at this church, and I moved here, like I graduated high school, and I was going to go to Messiah, and I had like gnarly scholarships to go there, and I had this crazy vision that God was telling me not to go to do this other thing. I had the sun visor, bro. I wore two. I wore one on the front and one on the back. I was all about going to Messiah, no. <laughs> and uh, so... The first day of school, like, we get up after getting back from orientation and everything, and the next day we were coming into class, and we're staying at a house down towards York, and we get on the, the turnpike, and we get, like, one exit, and we realize that we're going the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, are you going my way? No. I'm going. I'm not even going my own way. I can't even pick somebody up. I don't know where the heck I'm at. And, like, other times where I've been driving and literally, like, driving, driving, like I'm in the state of Pennsylvania, lost, and all of a sudden I pass a sign that says, welcome to Pennsylvania. And I'm just like, what the heck happened? How did I get so far gone that I seriously left the state and did not know it? You know what I mean? Like, you really, you've got to know where you're going sometimes, okay? And that's like what we're talking about this, this, even this summer, we're going to try to like broad spectrum this whole thing, that this is the same deal with life. Okay, you've got to know where you're going. And it's like, we want to talk about the journey of faith, okay? And different people of, like, are in here, and you're all over the spectrum of where you're at with your faith in, in the Lord. Some of you guys, like, came to know Jesus as your personal Savior when you were, like, five years old. And you went to a Bible school or something like that, and that's great. Some of you are in here, and you're like, I just came here because a pretty girl invited me. Like, I'm just going to be honest, you know what I mean? And that's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Awesome. I love it. And you know what? That's, that is totally fine because there's something that's already happening 
with, with this whole thing going my way, God is already pursuing each and every single one of you, no matter where you're at on this journey of faith. Okay, he's already after your heart, even if you're just here for the pretty girl, bro. It's seriously okay. He is all about, um, he is all about like pursuing each one of us in our own life. Okay, so where are you going in your life? Where are you going on this journey of faith? I want to read this out of the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E for you uh, six-year-old salvation people. Yep, there it is. They're all coming out of the woodwork. There it is. Don't be afraid, people. Don't be afraid. I was the guy who came to like, like, uh, I've told this story so many times, and it doesn't, it's not even relevant anymore, but like, I was looking up like wrestlers scripture verses in the Bible when I first got saved, because I had no idea what the Bible was. And there was, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316, that yeah, you have the movie? Well, I thought it was really in the Bible. It's not. It's really not in the Bible. Anywhere. What? Austin. The book of Austin. The book of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Coors Light, slamming, yeah, wrestler dude. Yeah. He doesn't exist in God's holy word, apparently. I, I found that out. I also said all of the names of the Bible wrong. So if you're in that boat, it's okay. You go to your first Bible study and you start talking about the book of Job and everybody just like snickering and you're like, Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I got it, Gavin. I've got it. I have not healed from it, but I do have it right now. Yikes. Holy ghost. Jesus, thank you for pursuing me right where I'm at. Check this out. It's going to be semi-long, so just stay with me here. Not like, it's not that bad. Um, it's First Peter... And it starts with verse 3, and we're going to go to 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? If, that's, if you've, like, received Jesus Christ as your Savior, then that is, you can just totally join in on that. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living, a living hope. Ah, that's so good. It's alive. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Okay? And into an inheritance that can never perish. Say never perish. What does that mean? Never die. It's not going nowhere. Spoil. It can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Say for me. Yeah, it's for you. Who through faith are shielded by God's power. Oh, snap. That's really good. I'm shielded by God's power. That's, that's fantastic. Seriously. Until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice. Greatly rejoice. That was good. Come on. I love it. Oh, gosh. It's making it hard, though, to read. The words are so small. Though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief. Has anybody suffered grief? Okay. So, like, the Bible is not all unicorns and rainbows, right? Why? Because life is real. So if the Bible was just, like, I don't think people would believe in the Bible if it didn't say stuff the way it really is, okay? So what, what uh, Peter is talking about here is, like, all of you can still greatly rejoice, even though you've been through crap, because, I'm about to tell you why, because. Though for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, 
These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, say my faith is, is so hot. Say my faith is so hot. It's so hot. It's, it's so good. It's greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. It may, it may bring about praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Inexpressible and glorious joy? I love it. I love it. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Seriously, though, how many of you guys have ever babysitted a younger sibling or younger people than you? Oh, my gosh. We've already been through my pain, Eliana. Do not keep making it worse. Uh, No, babysat. How many of you have babysat? Well, I get more hands if I say it correctly. Okay. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so seriously, and how many of you have ever used the, if you do da-da-da-da-da, you'll get da-da-da-da-da? right? That's, that's like, hey, if you clean up your toys, we'll eat chocolate ice cream and have a Royal Rumble. Like, that's okay. That's, that's the way you do it. Or is that how I just how I do it? Yeah, that's how I do it. The last time I babysat individuals, it was a group of like gnarly boys. And I decided to, um, what would you call that? bribe them. Persuade is probably a nicer way to say it, but I bribed them with chocolate ice cream to pick up their toys. And then it turned into a Royal Rumble because of the sugar rush, you know what I'm saying, that follows the chocolate ice cream, which also turned into the, like, WWE, like, chair into little brother's face. And then, like, the continual, like, flow of tears and not so much exceedingly great joy and stuff. See, that's, I don't know. I just, I was a rookie, and I haven't babysat since then. So I must not be, must not have been very good. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, but look, you don't say, hey, guys, let's eat chocolate ice cream and then pick up our toys, right? Because you're smart enough to know that you don't have what it takes to contain that kind of chaos, right? Like, Let's give you the biggest sugar rush we could possibly come up with, and let's pick up our toys. That looks like John Deere tractor to the face of little brother. That happened to me, too, in preschool. Man, all these flashes of, like, trauma. I need to go to see Linda Forrester or something quick. It was a metal one, too, because I'm old, so it's, like, not plastic toys. Jeepers, creepers. I'm taking a moment of silence here. You don't do that. You don't give them the ice cream first. You don't give them the reward before it's time. Yet, God just said that you received the end of your faith right now. You get the gift of salvation right now. That's crazy. 
He is not stringing Andrew along going, Andrew, if you go on enough missions trips, if you give enough money away to the poor, if you give enough stuff in the offering that, you know, he's not getting us to come his way by bribery. He's way cooler than I am. He's not using chocolate ice cream as like some kind of persuasive tool to get you to come into salvation. He's giving Xavier salvation right now. He's giving people with Messiah visors salvation on the regular, like daily, right now. Seriously, why is that crazy? Because, on, like, God is a wise person. Would you agree? Like, it would take someone that's pretty smart, in my personal opinion, to even begin to harness what is all happening in just one of us at one time. Right? Yes. So he's a pretty smart guy. Right? And in the Bible, it's in his own book of, like, some, come on, some six-year-old salvation person. Tell me the B-I-B-L-E acronym. That's what I'm talking about, Austin. The basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what I'm talking about. In his basic instructions, he's the one who even says, it would be a foolish thing for a man to plan to build a home, right, and not consider the cost of the home. And so that everybody would look at him when he got his walls up and didn't have enough money for his roof, and they would point and laugh and say, what an idiot! It's, it's in the Bible, though. Seriously. I mean, it uses different language. What a foolish man. Basically, like, one of you saying, what a doofus. Like, seriously, what kind of a derpy guy does it take to start building a house and not realize that he needs a roof? Like, you've got to be really, really smart to think through, like, this is how much it's going to cost. I'm going to add this much extra to it so I know that I have more than enough than what it would take. Okay. Do you hear me? You make room for more than enough of what it takes, right? So, if God is smart, do you agree? And he thinks it's dumb to do something without the means to provide for that vision or goal, yes, it's, pro- it's not a good idea, then why did he give you the ending gift of your faith in Jesus right now? Unless he was capable and able to cover and do exceedingly and abundantly more over and over and over and continuously provide for our own stupidity and failures. What if my salvation doesn't have anything to do with what I do tomorrow? It doesn't have anything to do with me screwing up next week. It doesn't have anything to do with what happens in six years or six months or 60 years or whatever, because what has already been given to me cannot be taken away. And all that I had to give to him to get that and to get going on his way on this path with Jesus Christ The exceedingly great joy of my heart was to give him my yes. And that every single day I would give him my yes. And every single day I would get met with someone who has exceedingly and abundantly more than enough than what it would take to keep me saved. Are you keeping yourself saved? 
No. No, you're not. You're getting met with a God who's so much bigger than anything you could come up against that it's literally just laughable to him. Oh, you're in high school now, and you have a boyfriend. Oh, and you screwed up with your boyfriend. I love you. Well, see you later. That wall just got busted down. Oh, your parents are going through a divorce, and you feel insecure, and you feel like it's your fault, and you feel like it's all because of you. Oh, I love you. See you later. Oh, I'm struggling with shame because I just, like, get this, this conviction about my life and the things that I've done, and, and the devil comes at me, and he tries to convince me that I'm really bad, at, and, like, all my past and all these things keep torturing me. Oh, guess what? I love you. Go ahead, Gabe. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. It was a ninja one. It was a ninja move. It was like double black belt level. Oh, I love Gabe. So awesome. Seriously, do you get where I'm coming from? It's not up to you. It's not up to me. God is the powerful one in this relationship. It's not me. So he thought, well, heck, I'll just give it to him now. I'll just give it to him right now because I have what it takes. And they can, they'll figure it out. Why would you figure it out? Because over and over and over and every day, and always, he's chasing you. He's calling you. He's telling you truth. He is speaking to each one of you in here. Guys, if you've never heard the, the voice of God, if you've never felt the touch of the Holy Spirit, if you've never experienced deep peace that comes into you and on you and love that just, like, breaks through, like, all of these things like I'm telling you about, breaks through shame, breaks through condemnation, breaks through fear, I think it's just waiting. It's just waiting for you. It's just like right there. And um, all we have to do is the simple things like come Holy Spirit and have a yes in our heart to God who's that good. Sometimes the things that keep us from that yes or that keeps us from that invitation to God is like a false reality of who God is, right? Because you wouldn't invite somebody into your house who is like a creeper. Like, I probably wouldn't pick up that same guy hitchhiking again. I'd be like, ah, I'm just going to pass by because you're a little weird. You're freaking me out, dude, like big time, right? And sometimes we get like this strange depiction of like, oh, God is that weird hitchhiker who wants me to pick him up, but he's kind of creepy. Until you actually get to know him, until you actually get to see who he really is, until you actually experience him. And, like, you come into this place, like, guys, like, in, in, in worship like this together, you can experience God. At home, in your, in your bedroom, with your own little B-I-B-L-E, you can experience God. With your earbuds in on the bus and your Spotify, you can just find a channel, turn on some worship music, and receive truth and experience God. He is always ready and waiting to reveal himself to you. You can pick him up anywhere. You can jump on this path anywhere. You can go his way any time of any day. 
Okay, so you remember when we had you raise your hands earlier because there was something that was going on, something that you were struggling with, or something that you needed to invite God into? That's what I'm talking about. Pick him up. God is just in that, in the midst of that circumstance with his thumb out going like, bro, I'm right here. Just pick me up. Just pick me up. I know the way. I know the way. I'll pay for the gas. I'll even take you to Waffle House, Dylan Kelly. He, he would pay the bill, bro. He would pay the bill. Oh, this one's on here. Oh, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Shumbarabasanda. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so check this out. Actually, check this out first. This is another verse. Remember how I said that you could meet Jesus right in your room, like reading this book right here? It's true. <clears throat> it's true. This is, this is another one from the Bible. It's uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse first. Verse 5, numero dos. It says, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Snap. Desire spiritual milk. What do you think that could be? Like any of those things we just talked about, right? Like spending time in worship, Spending time experiencing the truth of God through the Bible. Spending time with people who know him like you're doing right now. Okay? So that you can do what? Why do babies eat? So that you can grow. How many of you want to stay right where you're at forever? Mm-mm. What? So that they don't die. Well, that would definitely prohibit growth, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. It would indeed. It's talking about It's talking about this and it's saying not only that you would just desire to have growth and desire to drink like this uh, drink this spiritual like milk and all this stuff and like understand and know the word of God and all that kind of stuff. It's not just that. It's that it's wrapped up in the fact that God is good and he is kind and he is loving and he is gracious and he is merciful. Okay? And he is unending in those things towards you. So why wouldn't you just want more? Why wouldn't you just dive right in? In the message, it talks about that you would drink deep of God's pure kindness so that you can grow up. Oh, man, that's so good. I, I, I just love that. So part of that is this. It's Colossians 3, and it's part of this spiritual milk. So I'm just going just gonna to feed you right now. Just got a big old bobble, bottle. And I got a bobble and a bottle for the babies. No, you're not babies. But seriously, this is like, this is meat for your spiritual diet. So, this is the message, Colossians 3. 
if you're serious about living this new resurrection, if you're serious about going God's way, if you're serious about picking him up and taking him with you for the ride of this life, act like it. Pursue things which, which, over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed absor- absorb with things right now in front of you. Right? Like, you know who I'm talking about. If it's you, it's okay. Just snap out of it. Like, I can't wait to play Call of Duty later. I haven't seen the sun in six days. <laughs> Is it real? Is it real? Is it not real? Unfortunately, it is real. Get your head up, man. Get your head up, man. Seriously. Seriously. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. Okay? He's saying have eyes for things that is, that's going on around the life and the abundance of God. I don't think he's too concerned about your kill count. Or your headshot to body shot ratio, okay? Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective, okay? This is some meat for you to chew on. If you're serious about this, if you're serious about picking up Jesus and taking him with you in your life, if you're serious about walking with someone who's actually taking care of this stuff on his own. He's actually made a way for you. He's the one who's called you and uh, invited you, the one who's pursued you. If you're interested in going his way, act like it. Act like it. Dude, the Bible talks about this all over the place. It says, just right down here in the same chapter, it says, and that means killing off everything that was connected to the way of death. Dude, before I, before I became saved, before I received Jesus as my Savior, there was some serious things that had changed in my perspective to be on track with God. Okay? Does that mean that he didn't, he didn't want to get in the car with me and go for a ride? No. He was all about it. He's been sitting on the side of my life like this for years waiting for me to pick him up. Okay? But for me to, like, go on with, with my life the way it was and, like, just be excited about the weekend so I can get super high and super drunk with my friends and try to find some girl to sleep with is not really kosher. Why? Because it leads to death. Not life. And all of a sudden, I've picked up this this source of abundant life and he's riding around with me and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're making a wrong turn. You're going the wrong way. Welcome to Pennsylvania. (laughs) How did I get so far away? And all of a sudden, my perspective changes, like literally like seeing that sign, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get so far away? How did I get so far away? And it's a coming home when we meet with God, when we invite him into our life. And I just want to give you that, like, encouragement. Guys, put off, like, shed these things that are holding you back. This is some of the things that it lists in, in this verse. It says, impurity, lust. Doing whatever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it. That sounds like the American dream. No, he's not just talking about being free. That's not the same thing. He's talking about being disciplined enough with your life to create freedom, to have freedom, okay? He's talking about chasing something and doing something that matters. 
with your life because you've been called to something that matters. Grabbing at whatever attracts your fancy, that's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Come on, man. I don't take an exit every time I pass the Chick-fil-A sign. <laughs> Even on Sundays. <laughs> I mean, if you got to do it, it's good that it's Chick-fil-A, I guess. Seriously. I want to go where he's going. I want to be on track with God. I want to chase him. I want to follow his ways, okay? Oh, Lord, thank you. Okay. Keeps going. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better. That was totally me. But you know better now. So make sure it's all gone for good. Bad temper. Irritability. Oh, snap. Meanness. Oh, psh. Don't be so mean. Guys, we're all, all kinds of mean. Meanness. Profanity. Guilty. Lord, help me. Dirty talk. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've taken off and put in the fire. Dude, if I was still wearing my, like, 1999 Levi wide leg jeans, you guys would be totally dissing me right now. Be bad. It'd be so bad. You weren't even around when it was cool to have wide leg jeans. You don't even know about that. You don't even know. You're the skinny leg generation, you know. You're that, that skinny fit. You guys are jokers. No, I'm just kidding. Don't even know about Janko jeans and stuff like that. Ball chain necklaces, wallet chains. Oh, you guys, you guys don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, I took that stuff off and threw it in the fire. It's old. It is old. It is amen, right? A- amen. Seriously. Sometimes it's time for a change of clothes. Okay? There's stuff that's going on in your life that's not fitting with having God in your life. It's not God who needs to go. He's always in style. He's always on the cutting edge. It's not God that has to go. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made. Ooh, now you're getting tailored stuff. Custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Yada, yada, yada. Talks about everybody is in Christ and is included. Oh, so now you've been chosen, right? We talked about this earlier. You guys are all chosen. You're chosen by God for this new life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion. Okay? Now this is the direction you're going in. This is the change. This is your new way. Compassion. Okay? Kindness. Humility. Quiet strength. Discipline. Be even-tempered. 
Man, some of you guys, I've seen this so much. You're so even-tempered and you have such a heart of peace that I've heard so many testimonies of your friends coming around you just because they need to experience the, the shadow of peace that you give to them. That's so true in your guys' life. This is a fruit of walking with God, okay? If you're not there yet, come on up. Come on up. Oh, man, this, is, this was really, this one got me. Content with second place. Oh, man, I was like, Lord, that's like giving a participation trophy. I don't know about that. I don't even know about participation trophies. But obviously it's not because it's a rank. He did say second place. And obviously I thought it through. Obviously if you got second, you were still out there. And you weren't trying to get last if you got second. It just means like... (laughs) It just means that if you lose, how do you act? What does it mean to lose, Trenton says. Uh, seriously, though, are you with me? Stay with me. Seriously, though, how many of you guys are in sports? How many of you guys compete in something? Compete in something, anything. It could be spelling bee, which is also a bad memory for me, so don't bring it up. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. Dodgeball once. Did you lose? I don't know. I don't know. No, seriously. How do you lose when you lose? Might be something worth investigating. Like, honestly, this is why I hate Tom Brady. I'm just getting real. Just putting it all the way out there. Who's a Patriots fan? I dare you. I dare you. Where's Andy? He's not even here. I'll just call him all the way out. Listen to the tape. Tom Brady. Incredible athlete. Incredible. But a horrible loser. Have you ever noticed? Like guys talk about they come into the locker room after he loses. Everything is broken. Everything. I'm like, bro, you are 30-something. Get a grip. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Okay. We're wrapping this up. Quick to forgive an offense. Oh, snap. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. Stand up. Put your hands up in the air. Like you're putting, and wave them like you just don't care. That's it. No, up. (laughs) You are Eliana's people. No, put them straight up in the air. Like you're putting on something new. And say, I'm putting on love. Uh, I'm putting on love. I'm not going anywhere without it. And it looks good on me. God, thank you for taking, for, for getting in the car with us. You don't have to pray this. Thank you for coming with us on this journey of life. Thank you for providing for everything that we need and giving us the gift of salvation right now because you are enough, more than enough for, for us, no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You're awesome. This podcast was recorded live at Wednesday Night Youth Meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.